Public Radio's LossesTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. You got myself green on. I'm joined by man who I've had to try his cold, dead hands from his couch because of the big sports weekend ahead. My co-captain, Damo. How are we, sir? Very good, Greeno. Good evening to you, boys, girls, listenership, uh, blockheads, millions around the world. Yeah, speaking of which, I've actually got on uh, one of my side monitors currently, Greeno, the Collingwood-Richmond game, just playing in the background on mute. Yeah, which I would is something I would never normally do. Um, obviously, I would focus 100% of my attention and energy on this show at all times, Greeno. You know? Debatable, debatable. But yeah. we'll, 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 uh, we'll sure. take it as gospel and move on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big week, big weekend, man. Huge weekend of sport. Whether Whatever your persuasion is, mm. there's something going on. Unless you don't like sport, and then, well, fuck me, you should have luck. Um, definitely, definitely motorsport. If you're a motorsport fan, then uh, this weekend is huge, especially in Australia, because you've you've got the Formula One here, but then you've also got... Uh, our local like kind of top tier motorsport category, which is the supercars, Greeno, mm-hmm. and they're mixing it up in between the Formula One. And it started it started on Thursday, and I'm going to say it like nine thirty in the morning, like the coverage there started. Yeah. yeah, and that was you know that was a beautiful day, Greeno, working from home, cup of coffee, you know, get a bit of toast, throw on yeah. throw on the coverage, and we're watching motorsport while we're answering those boring morning emails. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, fucking life's pretty good. So, so yeah, yeah the, it's definitely a huge weekend for motorsport, definitely. We got motorsport. Uh, for me, today was a big day to mm. kick off at like 5 a.m. Uh, where it's opening day of baseball, which means uh, despite the fact Greeno had to work today, yeah. still had to find a way to watch 15 games of baseball. <laughs> 15? Did you actually watch 15 games I of legitimately watched portions of 15 individual I games today. So, yeah. uh, for so for you folks at home who don't know, Greeno is – you know, probably certifiably insane. He'll watch yeah. four games of baseball on the one screen at the one time. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he's a fucking lunatic, you know. That's I mean? how I had to roll nice. this morning because there was overlapping <laughs> games. Had to make sure I watched portions of each game. Now we and our betting group had money on about nine of them. Yeah. So definitely that was had quite the parlay you laid out. Like it was a complicated oh. bet, wasn't it? Because <laughs> was a lot of things pretty, had to go right in that one. I was looking pretty good at the halfway mark and then the Padres fucked it for me. Padres. Uh, so I fucked the, the Padres. Padres. Yep. They spent a billion dollars in the offseason. How do they lose? Um, so, uh, yeah, it was it was a complex kind of method today because still had a job to do, mm. still had to watch the kiddos, yep. had to make sure that I ducked out for school pickup and timed the daycare pickup mm. in a way that wouldn't impact my ability to watch the back end of certain games. <laughs> nice so, game. Did, yeah. now, did you juggle it? Or? Nice I managed to juggle it. I managed to juggle it. So uh, first and foremost, normally don't start work till 8 a.m., hmm. Today, 5 a.m. start. 5 a.m. start. Because I'm already up for the baseball anyway. Ah, so let's whack yeah. the laptop on, start replying to people's emails. Like, yep. Fuck me, this guy's dedicated. No, yep. no, no. He's watching baseball right now, but it looks like I'm dedicated. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so you had to spread that out. Then uh, as the day kind of progressed, mm. realized, oh, I've got this bit of a window here. Normal daycare pickups, like four in the Arvo. So mm. I do like a, a school pickup at three. And then I got an Arvo daycare pickup at four after I knock off. So I was like, well, that's that's two trips that I'm not watching baseball. <laughs> so we need to we need to rectify that and combine trip one into trip two. So you wouldn't be uh, now here here would here's the way I would approach that, Karina. If you just want a little I don't know anything about baseball, you don't know anything about multitasking. Let's fix mm. it. I would fix that by um, you know, 
putting the phone in the car in such a way that I can stream the game and just put it up on your dash or something behind your steering wheel so no one can actually yeah. see it when you're driving around. And it just looks like you're looking at your speedo, you know? Mm. But you actually have the game on there, Greeno. What do you think of that? Uh, had a similar solution. No yes. no video did have the radio broadcast radio of uh, Mariners, Mariners Indians going. Right. Because uh, that was a tight tussle. That was nil all in the seventh mm. when I had to do pickup. So could, had to make sure I was fully could focused. Could have gone either way. Game. Yeah. Exactly. It, it was a cracking <laughs> battle. Uh, so I decided to combine school pickup and daycare pickup all in one. So my son was surprised. Like, hey, man, why are you here this early? I'm a baseball on, bro. Yep. We're going to fucking like, get in the car because dad I'd, can't hear the game right now. Let's roll. Let's I, I, roll. I'm just happy that I know now, you know, as we've got the baby booger bumper bumper, baby bumper, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you know, as she's on the grow eventually, Greeno, mm-hmm. um, I know now that I've got a green light to just kind of waltz into a school at, say, like 10.30 in the morning. 10.30. Yeah. yeah. Whatever suits. Yeah. And it's like, all right, you got to come with me. Why is that? Oh, because we're watching a race today. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, we, we've got to leave school now. We've got to be, yeah, 10 a.m. You're there for two hours. Correct. We're good. Let's wait. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Just You just got to make an appearance. You know what I mean? Mm. But then one day she's going to get caught wagging school and I'll be expected to discipline her. And all she's going to have to say is, Dad, the Grand okay. Prix's on. You know, race was on. Yeah, we're yeah. watching practice, you know. Yeah, like, oh, okay. <laughs> we got free practice three FGP two. Yes, like, F could, no F three free practice two. Greeno, two. like <laughs> where the families of the drivers don't even watch don't even practice watch, but, for that category, you know. But that's the dedication. That's you got right. to do it. Like, nice, I could have gone to geography, or I could have watched F3, three free practice. Free practice two. I think I messaged. Was it? Yeah, I messaged uh, yourself and BE the the world watcher Greeno and Unity yeah. Day Troy. And it was something like along those lines this morning, like, hey, guys, just letting you know that um, Formula 3 free practice is on. Yeah. And Greeno's Greeno's, uh, answer was something along the lines of, sorry, mate, I can't watch free practice for the Formula 3 right now. I'm watching nine games of baseball. (laughs) I'm watching my ninth game by that point. He messed me at like 9 a.m. was like my ninth game of baseball at 9 a.m. It was a big day. Big day. Um, had a had a wrinkle thrown into the the plans though, mm. where uh, I tasked I tasked the wife this morning with picking up a, a particular brand of hot dog yep. for the hot dog dinner to go with opening day. You're fussy about Frankfurts. That's interesting. You gotta be, mate. You gotta be. You gotta be fussy. You need something that doesn't taste like wet ass. You need a. You need a real but Frank- a Frank- you need but Frankfurts are Frankfurts, don't you? No, think? no, no, no. Not not a oils ain't dog. oils, mate. Exactly. <laughs> it's like a sausage, right? Like yeah. you got bad sausages and you got good sausages. Yeah. There's good hot dogs and there's but, bad hot dogs. Yeah, but sausages aren't. Uh, Frankfurts are already. They're they're they've been produced already. Sausages yeah. are good or bad based on the like the ingredients you throw in it. You know what I mean? But that's that's the point. I found a, a particular hot dog that is uh, is made of real meat. Mm. Uh, lo and behold, real crazy meat. <laughs> a crazy notion, I know. Tastes delicious. So I said, look, this is the hot dog I need. Yeah. Can you go grab it for me? Because I'm like, I'm on game 10 right now. Mm. That'd be great. Yeah. After you drop the kiddos off, just, just duck on down. Here's the aisle. Grab a six-pack of there. wieners for me. If you can grab this particular brand of hot dog, that'd be amazing. So uh, the wife comes back, hot dogless. Hot dog. Like, where's, like where's, the, where's, the, where's the hot dogs? And she's like, well, they didn't sell that particular brand of hot dog. Oh. 
Oh, would, no, now, really? in that situation, would you have satisfied for a substitute? Like, I would have, hundred percent. Yeah. So I'm like, well, well, what do you mean they didn't have? It? Like, well, <laughs> so you, that's on you. I'm afraid that's a dick move. No, that for is you. on me. No, no, because no, no, you should have made it. You should have made it very certain from the beginning. Okay, now here's our priority pick. Now, if yeah, we can't true, get true, this true. one, then I yeah. will accept any of the following brands. But this one mm. must be the priority. I want you to go to two or three shops first, looking for this yeah. one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then, like, if you have to go to a gourmet deli to find me this particular hot dog, like, feel free to put the extra effort in. Of course. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's not too much to ask, is it? No, that's what I thought. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was like, oh, you know, can I come to this? So I'm like, well, what happened? She's like, oh, apparently that brand is now discontinued. Oh, don't you hate that? When it's something you love but nobody else does. No one else likes it because no one else is spending like 10 bucks on hot dogs. Which is uh, ironic because, you know, normally the way it goes is you love something that no one else does and then everyone loves it and then you hate the fact that everyone else loves it because, hey, I loved it first. It. Fuck you. Yeah. Now it's not cool anymore because all the rest of you suckers are into it. You know, like Facebook, Greeno, for example. Exactly. That's how it works. That's how it rolls. Yeah, but this on this occasion, it's it sucks that you like it only and nobody else does because now yeah. they're not doing it anymore. Now it's they like, no longer can purchase. Yeah, it's like so, the McRib, uh, Greeno. <laughs> every year for every year for those poor diehards, those junkies of the McRib. You've you probably you Greeno hasn't eaten uh McDonald's in like what twenty years or something? Longer. 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 Out of protest initially. Um, of an Anzac Day thing. Anzac Day I protest. Felt, I felt like they were disrespecting our, our diggers. That's right. So I said and a Fucking protest, patriot I'm, right here. because they're yeah. It was like an Anzac Day ad. And I'm like, this is, a, this is a nice Anzac Day ad. And then they fucking yeah. subliminally, so even subliminally, like straight and blatantly, like mm. he's a digger over so overlooking a gravesite of his fallen comrade. And here's a Macca's symbol over his left shoulder. Yeah, I'm it like, was pretty. Fuck. It was pretty fucking. Fuck off. off. Yeah, it was in poor taste. So I, like, I genuinely. Oh look, I genuinely uh, respect your your willpower and your um, dedication to the cause. Of course, mm. I'm made of much flimsier stuff, and I was in there eating nuggets the next fucking day. Straight know? away. Well, when the McRib's on offer for a small. Short well, time this only, is what I want to talk to you about the McRib. Man. Yeah, the yeah. McRib. Quick little story time. I like stories about pinatas. There was a, a time uh, a little while ago at my last job where. It, it just so happened through circumstance or whatever that I just didn't have time before work to like prepare a meal or anything. So I was kind of stuck with the fast food option, mm-hmm. you know, for like a good four or five days in a row. So, you know, the, on day one, I'm like, you know what? I've never had a, one of these fucking McRibs. I'll try one and see what all yeah. the fuss is about. And I got it. And I swear to God, the first time I had it, it was fucking amazing. I'm like, holy so like shit, that, this is a It's like thing. that Simpsons episode. Yeah, it's very, it's like, mm. it's, I mean, it's, it's fucking rib meat on a, between like, it's, it's not the usual Macca's buns. It's a bit more like, like a brioche type thing. Yeah, no, maybe not brioche, but definitely, you know, a little fluffier, a little bigger. Um, okay. It's more like a roll, like a, a Subway kind of sandwich, toasted oh, kind beautiful. of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, and then, it's just dripping with like really nice kind of um, smoky barbecue sauce and the meat's very tender. It's it's mm-hmm. pretty – and that's all it is really. It's just the meat, the sauce, and the bun pretty basically. What you want, man. Yeah, yeah, so it's like less is more. So I've gone through cool. there and I'm like, this is fucking amazing. I'm gonna... Smash nine of these. So the next day rolls around. I'm like, well, I, I couldn't get dinner again. I've got to get to work in the next 20 minutes. I'll fucking dive in and grab another one of these <laughs> McGriffs because <laughs> really? they were so fucking good. And again, another one. And this goes on for like three or four days. Now, when I got to back to back ribbage. Now, the the thing with this thing is 
you, it, there comes a point, it's almost like doing hard narcotics or hard drugs or having some kind of vice that you want to shed. Mm. There comes a point where you sit down alone in the dark and ask yourself, is this the way that I want my life to continue going? Like, yeah. is this the direction that I want to head in? And the I had that moment. Yes, yeah. I had that moment with the McRib. And it was like on the fifth day on Friday. Now. So I've done the whole week yeah. of eating a McRib for, for yeah. dinner basically every night. And on the fifth one, I got halfway through it. And when that thought occurred to me, literally within seconds, it tasted like cat shit in my mouth. Yeah. I hated it. And I like, yeah. I kind of like, and I spat it out. And then, <laughs> no, I swear to God. And and because it just, it, when I thought about that, like it tasted awful. All of a sudden, yeah. I wasn't enjoying it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking in the Macca's car park and looking across, and I swear to God, another guy, like this fucking huge fat guy, was eating this McRib and it was dribbling through his beard and onto his shirt oh. and making a pool on his shirt. And I was like, fuck. That's no good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad I snapped this McRib habit. Otherwise, give another month and you are that dude. We don't that's want that. It, that's it. And, ah. I, and I haven't had another one of them since. But uh, of course, they stopped selling it as well. So that also does help. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's how they, that's how they keep, um, that's how they keep the McRib after effects out of the courts. This is my theory. That's yeah. why they only offer it in like four months or three months Still of the year. Because you've got to recover. Hey, we only sell it for three weeks a year, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's very yeah, seasonal, yeah. apparently, the, the McRib. KFC sells 24 nuggets for 10 bucks only like four times a year. Is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a rotation yeah. when they do their specials. Who's hitting really you, Maccas? Maccas hits you for three months and then KFC yeah. steps in and says, don't worry, Maccas, we got this. Right. We, we got 20. 24 nugs for 10. Nug life, 10 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I've, I've, I've been in a similar situation to you, sir. With the in nuggets. In that car park <laughs> where I, I think I, in the course of a week, I ordered the 24 nuggets for 10 bucks three times. And on day three, I had that realisation like, this seems like an unhealthy amount of nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> like, so you were, you were planning on chowing the whole 24, like the whole oh. box, you know? No, I eat the whole box. Like, it's yeah. not hard to smash 24 nuggets. Yeah. Like, I'm a small dude, but I can, I can put food away. I know that, <laughs> I know that a nugget is a kind of a small thing, but I, I'm, I think it's the whole thing of completing the 24 nuggets, <laughs> you know, like it's the mental side of it that would get me, you Ooh. know? It's the challenge of it. Yeah. Uh, have you been up all like, night eating nuggets? Yes, I have. I 100% have. Couldn't leave it. It's 24 for 10. you got to eat it. You yeah. take advantage of the situation. I'll take I'm two. money. Yeah. yeah. If I don't buy the 24. You take two because then you have nuggets. Um, the best way to treat nuggets out of the fridge, Greener, you just kind of dice them up really uh, chunkily and then chuck them into a salad. There you there go. You go. <laughs> Fucking lunch the next day. Fixer. You know nothing about food. I know nothing about no hygiene, yep. no health. We yep. fixed it. Yep. Oh, you want another little quick story? I like stories about pinatas. Speaking of, like, there, what what is your limit for leaving, like, say, hot food out before you either refrigerate it or throw it in the bin? I remember, I remember when I first moved out of home. You remember the place I moved into, right? Mm-hmm. Now, um, for whatever reason, I'd left a Big Mac on the on the lounge room kind of coffee table overnight yeah. and just forgot about it. Untouched in its box, but just sitting yeah. there on the coffee table. 
Yeah. Now, it was famously cold in this house that I lived in. Oh, like, it there was, was an absolute icebox. It like, was a fucking icebox. Come, <laughs> come over to uh, uh, Damo and Grimey's and yeah. uh, like bring your winter jacket. Yes. Like, oh, but it's midsummer. Doesn't matter. Doesn't this matter. fucking house is cold, man. Yeah. Like 40 degrees outside doesn't matter. Inside the house, 12. Yeah. Like, because it, 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 it was like built in the 40s or something. It was mm. old. It had no insulation. It was fucking, it was just an yeah. icebox. Wooden floor, not even carpets or anything to kind of keep any heat in nothing fucking freezing freezing tits off all night in that place yeah so my rationale was well it's it's basically a refrigerator in the lounge room (laughs) yeah so i fired it uh into the microwave heated that sucker up and then Mm -hmm. chowed it down for breakfast the next day greeno the big nice gary You know, no, no adverse side effects. Probably wasn't no, no, no. probably wasn't one of the smartest things I've ever done. But to, that's to about the question, limit. I think it, I think it depends on the actual meat. So I think it depends on the actual product. So if that was say a chicken burger, I'd say I'd say no. Like because <laughs> white meat or, you can't trust. Chicken or fish, like yeah, that one you better chuck. Like if you've got maybe a, a prawn dish laying out for the oh, night, yeah, no, no, no fish. Don't eat that. Fish is an Fit, instant throwaway. Yeah, instant throwaway. Chicken I put in the same bucket. I, I personally, yep. like I'm a bit fussy when it comes to chicken. I don't like reheating chicken in general. Yeah, because I just feel like a lot of salmonella issues happening there. What about now, pork? Let, you know? I don't eat pork, so I wouldn't know. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no pork. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to like a Big Mac, that one I think is good to go. The only concern I might have is the sauce if there's a mayonnaise component. Uh, I feel like the meat wouldn't be the issue. And so it's similar to a pizza, you know what I mean? Like yes. pizza, there's meat, pizza, you're sweet. That can stay out all night, you'll eat in the morning, we're good to go. Yeah. The, the <laughs> it's almost yeah. It's expected that you would it's eat expected, pizza yeah. the next like, day. You if know. you put it in the fridge, you're a week can't. Like we can't have it. Uh, <laughs> So, but the the cream, the mayo, whatever the whatever it's called, the special sauce. Yeah. I feel like that has got a dairy component. Yeah, and it's kind of like leaving it's milk risky. out overnight. Yeah. So that I probably wouldn't have done. Mm. Also, your reheating story concerns me because, off memory, isn't there lettuce on a Big Mac? There is. So, so you reheated the lettuce. In oh, the I've, I've, yeah, I've reheated um, burgers before. Like it's standard practice for me because when I pick it up at the shop. By the time it gets, I I only like, if it's hot food, I need it to be piping hot to enjoy it. If it's not, and I, when I say pipe, I I want to see steam coming off that thing, you know? Um, And that's the way I like, it's got to be really fresh, piping hot. That's the only way I Mm -hmm. like it. So if I do pick up like a burger or something, that's a 10 minute drive home. I will (laughs) chuck it in like lettuce, tomato, beetroot, the lot and zap it for like maybe 30 seconds or something just to get the bun like nice and piping again. Fair enough. So I don't know. Is that enough to, you know, no, necessarily? Is that gonna... It's fucking gross. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. I've never actually <laughs> experiment. Well, what does happen if you microwave lettuce? Does it just turn into goop, like snot? It just. It's just gross. It's hot lettuce. Hot, well, I mean, I, no, that's not gross at all. It becomes, have you ever it had soggy? I I regularly have like hot meat thrown into a cold salad and toss it all around and then serve yeah that's that fine because away. the lettuce remains cold. Well, it's cold like lettuce not, touching you're not hot adding meat. Heat. Yeah, yeah, but that's different because what'll happen is the lettuce will cool down the meat, not and and kind of okay, they'll mix so, each other and find a nice balance. Right. Uh, 
like a, a seesaw. Okay, so I just want to be clear here. You're okay yeah. with hot meat touching cold cold lettuce, lettuce, but you're not okay with hot lettuce. So you well, need yeah, no, it needs well, to be some kind of transference. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, because then the seesaw is going both up at the same time. Right. You're hitting <laughs> you meat and the lettuce. That's you know how I mean? you have you your eye have out. That. Yeah. That's unhealthy. That's very dangerous, that. kids. Don't do that. That's like, a pogo stick right there. Yeah. That's when that's when three kids sit on one end of the seesaw and the one on the other end gets thrown up into the air and breaks his neck, Green A. Yeah, know. exactly. 100%. That's right. Hot lettuce. Don't do it. Um, don't it's dangerous. Do it. Avoid... Yeah. We need to rename this segment or this, uh, this show Hot Lettuce. Hot Lettuce. Okay. <laughs> so, that's you know that's what we're going to name our greyhound when we sponsor one, yeah. Green A. <laughs> the starting blocks, Hot Lettuce. Hot Lettuce. <laughs> so forget whatever this is called now. When the podcast goes up, this, this episode is going to be called Hot, Hot Lettuce. lettuce. <laughs> Very good. Yep. Uh, uh, we need uh, uh, condolences. Uh, sad, sad week for the show. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, um, you wouldn't have known. Some, but anyway, we got, yeah. we, got some bad, we got some bad news throughout yeah. the course of this week, courtesy of uh, of Elon. Um, we had to say rest in peace to Stefan's pole. Yeah, nice Gary. Um, nice Gary. The old uh, the old overlord of, of Twitter, and this is this is why good and not life is going to take over, and it's fine. Like mm. we're we're working on it. Uh, unfortunately, it's a little bit slower than we thought because, you know, mm. we have, you know, jobs to do, yeah. uh, things, things to take care of. But uh, saw this throughout the course of the week, uh, starting April 15th. So we've only got 15 days left for Stefan's Polls. Only verified accounts will be eligible to be in the For You recommendations. Now, that no one gives a fuck about because no one likes the For You. Yeah. The For You is a waste of time. Everyone just wants to follow who they follow and see that. The For You is stupid. Move mm. that. doesn't matter. Yep. Uh, this is the only realistic way to address advanced AI bot swarms taking over. It's otherwise the swarms, I the swarms, the swarms. Screeno are taking over. Yeah, <laughs> sounds dramatic. Uh, this is, so everyone's distracted by that. So once again, this is a magic trick by Elon. We're mm. looking at the left hand and going, where where has the the pigeon gone? Yeah, where the true important thing was over here in the right hand. Voting in polls will require verification. For the same reason. Nice, Gary. So if you now want to vote for Stefan's poll, yep. you've got to fork over seven bucks a month to Elon mm. in order to do so. Now, we don't expect our listeners to do that because over at Goodin.life, there'll be no charge for polls. That's right. We're, we're an open society there at Goodin.life. Yeah, and, um, and I'm glad that you brought up uh, Goodin.life, Greener, because two things spring to mind when, when we mm. heard this news. First of all, the first one is, well, Stefan can still continue doing polls because he, no in voting. fact, has a blue <laughs> he, in fact, has a blue check mark, which we have mocked uh, on the show previously. Yeah. Uh, now, of course, the second half of that first point is, you're right, no one will vote because none of us and our six or seven, seven people who respond well, six, to the polls. Yeah, six, six listeners because Stefan's one of the seven. Yeah, so, so <laughs> we can only have six votes, generally. Yeah. Uh, so you know, none of them are verified. So basically, mm-hmm. it'll be a part of nothing. Now, the second, uh, the second part of what occurred to me here is let's not, for any for any second greeno, discount the possibility that this there's there's more politics here at play, greeno. And I'm going to dive a little deeper here, and I want you to come mm-hmm. with me on this journey. Now, I have been uh, critical of Elon Musk at times uh, in the past on this show, and and you know other podcasts that I've been involved with, greeno, in the past. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that this is a, you know, obviously a targeted attack on us, on Stefan's ability to get the poll out, to reach the people. And the reason being is, Greeno, because I think 
Elon is running scared of us here at Gooden.life. He yeah. knows that we're coming for him and, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to take over the social media landscape with Gooden.life. Yeah. And he knows that our polls are a vital part of how we stay connected point. to the community, Greeno. Yeah. I mean, we mentioned it before. Sometimes we'll get five or six responses to those polls, you know. And, and, and exactly those numbers uh, are going to, exactly. only going to grow in the future, aren't they? He's seen the direct competition yeah. and he's like, well, where's where's the crux? Where do I feel like I can hit him where it hurts? Hit and he saw hurts, yeah. pro- priority number one, Stefan's polls. Stefan's uh, polls, yeah. And look, credit, like, tip of the hat, fucking nice Gary Crafty. to Elon. Yeah, I mean, he, he nice saw the threat Gary. that he's going to and said, look, we need, to, we need to fly to way to win, uh, do an embargo here. We're going to go straight after Stefan's Pulse. Stefan's Pulse. Uh, so I had, had to put this in place. So, mm-hmm. you know, well done. But we've got we got a few tricks up our sleeve too. That's Elon. right. We'll, two we'll, can play at that game, Mr. Musk. We can, 100% we can. <laughs> well, three, because uh, there's two of us and one of him. <laughs> so three can play at that game. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Um, How are we so, not beating him if there's two of us and one of him? That doesn't well, make numerical sense at all, does it? It's a numbers game. It is. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah. uh, Five or six responses <laughs> to the polls, Grudo. There's two of us, one versus him. We can't lose. Well, him. We're going to win. Yeah. Uh, forget your billions. Forget your, your power in numbers. No, no, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll yeah. suss it. Yeah. Uh, the revolution will not be televised, sir. So. We're taking over. Yeah. All right, uh, we're going to have a bit of story time for this week, Damon. Oh, a little story. I like stories about pinatas. Now, I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm, uh, I complain a lot on the show. Do I, 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 I try and find a balance where I try and find the positive in most things. But this week, always look on the bright side of life. 100%. So this week, had a, had a, a number of appointments scheduled over, over the course of this week. So well, that doesn't uh, sound very positive at all. It sounds awful. No, no, no. So Monday, Monday had a, an eye appointment. Tuesday had a dentist appointment. Tuesday afternoon had a parent-teacher appointment. So you're just getting so, them all, all the painful experiences done in one week. Eyes, teeth, and teacher. Fucking all exactly. the, the three causes of pain in my life personally over the yeah. over the journey. So well done. Nice, nice getting Getting strategy. it all sorted and knocking off. Big starts of the week. Yeah. So. Arrive at a uh, uh, doctor's appointment. Now, doctor's appointment, once again, it becomes a bit of a time balance. Mm. So thought, look, I'm going to book it at 4 p.m., right? Yeah. Because I've got to pick up the daughter at 3. There might be a baseball it, game on as well. There could <laughs> be baseball. Thankfully, it was off-season still, uh, so we're okay. It was only spring training. didn't matter. Oh, bullshit. Uh, didn't matter. I'm, I'm sure you've uh, done similar strategies in the past just to watch some kind of spring training fucking stream with no commentary or something. It's just watching someone doing pitching drills over and down, over again. Down away. Down away. <laughs> YouTube live stream. <laughs> oh, I knew it. I knew it. That happens. Oh. Um, so uh, four o'clock appointment, all good to go. Knowing that my son's daycare closes at 5.30. Yeah. So I was like, look, I got a four o'clock appointment. The last time I was here, I was there for five minutes. I was in and out. They checked my eyes. They said, yep, all good. Yep. Thanks for coming. See you later. I'm like, I have plenty of time. See Tom you later. Do they say that in, in, you know, when you get your eyes done? See you later. See you later. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. That would be good. Uh, unfortunately, no one there is that clever. So <laughs> we, I get there and tell the daycare, hey, I'll be here before 5.30 close time, but I'm going to be a bit later than usual. And I'm normally here at 4, got a doctor's appointment. I'll be there, there be a little bit later. Mm. So like, yeah, all good. See you later this afternoon. So uh, get to the appointment, sitting there, sitting there with my daughter. Now, once again, trying to keep a kid occupied in like a doctor's surgery, mm. very fucking boring. So I'm like, is it, is it still, I, I can't remember the last time I was in a doctor's surgery. Do they still do the magazines, like a pile of magazines? Because I don't no even magazines. see people reading magazines anymore. No, no magazines. They hand out iPads there was a t- now. <laughs> Something. There was a 
There was a TV with 10 peach on it, and we watched a couple of episodes of Becca. Becca, yes, that's yeah. that's right. And and the sound will be pretty low, but they put the closed captions on. They had the closed captions. Nice, so we had scary. To read, nice, we had to read scary. Ted Danson comedy. Yeah. Uh, is Ted Danson's comedy as genius in text form as it is, you know? Uh, the dry wit doesn't translate to text form, unfortunately. It? That's, that's no, a shame. It was, that's a it was shame. no good. Because yeah. <laughs> if you're sick, you should at least be able to enjoy yourself. And I can't imagine anything other than Becca putting me in a good mood to heal again, you know? Well, no one was sick. Like, it was a, it was like an eye specialist uh, doctor surgery. Well, so, so no you know, one could read the closed captions. You know, anyway, anyway, <laughs> which is the ultimate dick move. So dick move putting closed captions on. I did notice the irony of that when I was watching it. Um, so... I'm sitting there at four, waiting, 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 waiting. And it gets like my daughter's like getting a little bit bored, a bit frustrated at 4 30. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, look, we can't be far away. Because like, you know, what would she little... normally be doing? Eating snacks and watching TV? Oh, or having something, snacks, or watching TV. Doing some like, homework, yeah. maybe. Uh, no homework. Yeah. Uh, but no, she would have been doing something in a room, playing, playing out in the backyard, kicking yep. a footy or something like that, yep. having a good time. Um, so it gets to 4 30. Then it gets to like almost like uh, I guess like quarter to five and I hear another lady that's been sitting next to me for 45 minutes go up and like hey my appointment was like five to four hmm. like where like what time am I getting in and the doctors like, oh, are the only ones in society that are it's expected that they break the appointment like when you make an appointment at a doctor's hmm. office you, yeah. you you both you you both know in that moment that it's bullshit like it's not going to be uh, you know, stuck to, you know what I mean? Like, well, you know that you're going to get there 10 minutes before the appointment and you'll see the doctor maybe 45 minutes, 10, an hour later. 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, half an hour later. Yeah. Now, I'd, I'd still budgeted for that half an hour leeway, right? Because yeah. I'm like, look, if, you, if I've got a 4 o'clock appointment, I'll be seen at 4.30, yeah. I'll be out there by 4.45, I'm well back by 5.30 to pick up my kid. Yeah. So anyway, here's this lady go, you haven't seen yet. Then I hear these words from the receptionist. Mm. Oh, your appointment period is actually an hour and a half. What? And I'm like, well, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, so you got to see the, the the consultant first and then you see the doctor after. The that period takes an, that, that period takes an hour and a half. So the lady comes back of seeming very disgruntled by this particular news. And I said to her on my hound, uh, quick question. I'm like, did you say you're like 10 to 4 appointments? She's like, yeah. I'm like, have you seen anyone yet? And she's like, no, I haven't even seen the first people yet. Uh, see you later. <laughs> I'm like, well, now, now I'm going up to have a conversation because my daughter's getting frustrated. We've been here 45. She's bored out of her mind. Yeah. Is there's only so much Becca on close caption you can you can expect a seven year old to watch? I'm missing I mean? all the punchlines. My eyes are fucked. <laughs> You're making me sit here watch a watch a TV with no volume. You fucking sadistic fucks. <laughs> 45 minutes I've been in this fucking room. Exactly. So I can't. I'm just like. I'm like, hey, 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 uh, quick question. Because I've noticed as well. The other thing I've noticed, and I was going to, I gave him the benefit of the doubt, yeah. is I noticed uh, other people in the appointment were at different stages of their eye journey, if you will. <laughs> right. So, like, the, the, <laughs> the guy with I the bandage, done, the one who was rubbing him, who's yeah. not got the bandage yet. Yeah. Well, not even that. The, the shit that I had to deal with six weeks ago when I was pre surgery, I saw a lot of people having done. Mm. And I'm like, well, they're here for that. So I know how long that takes. Yes, I know but how I, long that I'm, takes. I'm six weeks post, so I assumed I'm in and out. Yep. Just like, hey, we've given you a look, we've tickled your balls, fucking thanks for coming. Yes. Um, none of that, unfortunately. So I go up to the counter and I'm like, hey, uh, I'm a four, like I'm a four o'clock appointment, it's four forty-five. Uh, how far am I away from seeing someone? Because yep. I'm gonna pick up my son at before five, I'm gonna be back 
fucking 20 minutes away at before 5.30. Otherwise, my son is out the front of his daycare uh, panhandling change. Yes. Exactly. We can't have it. <laughs> so they're like, oh, yeah, you're 30 in line. I'm like, 30 in line? My appointment was an hour ago, hey, like 45 minutes ago. Yep. And like, yeah, I'm like, well, I need to. So, yeah. so my exact words I said, I'm like, well, I need to be out of this door by 5.05. Yeah. Can you confirm that's happening? And they're like, Oh, I'll just go speak to the consulting staff. So they come out, they go speak to the consulting staff, and they're like, they tried, and then she come out, and she's like, they can't guarantee they're going to see you by five oh five. Okay, and well, I'm like, see you later. Like, oh. I said, it's because I like, would have oh, walked the, long the, the ago. You've you've been so much more patient than I would be in that moment. The first moment that I realised that they're an hour behind, I just go up and do them and say, "Are you an hour behind? All right, you're like, there's no law keeping me here. There's no fucking." Mm. Uh, there's no legal requirement for me to attend this eye test, so I'm going to do it when it suits me now. So see yeah. you later. Thanks for coming. So Give me I, a so call I, tomorrow, and I'll see when I can squeeze you in. You know. Yeah. So at this you. point, I'm kind of like, well, at that point, she tried to give me the whole, oh, like your appointment is like an hour and a half period because you see the consultant and see the doctor. What, about, what is this hour and a half? Said, like you're busting a table on. at a fancy restaurant. And at this point, I was fucking angry because I'm like, I said, firstly, no one fucking told me that. Yeah. I didn't say fucking, but I'm like, no one told me that I'd be sitting here for an hour and a half. Secondly, there's no way that this appointment involves me sitting in a waiting room for an hour in the hour and a half. That yeah. is not part of the process. Like if I can see a consultant and see a doctor and that takes an hour and a half, so be it. The hour sitting in the waiting room watching Becker on closed caption is not part of the appointment. Yeah, this exactly. I, hey, I can do the, the the waiting room part at home. You know, I yeah. can do that somewhere else. So why don't you next time when we make an appointment, why mm. don't you just factor in the hour of waiting room time that you continue you consider part of the, the process? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'll show up. How about how about this? I'll show up five minutes before that ends and I'll sit there yeah. with a coffee and I'll be ready for you then. You know? S- so at this point, I'm getting fucking angry. I'm like, well, I, I said, hang on, you can't guarantee you can see me. I said, I've got, I, well, you're going to have to change the appointment there because I've got to be back at 5.30 to pick up my kid. Yep. I can't be waiting around for that, right? It's yep. like, okay, well, what we're going to have to do, we can split up the appointment so you can see the consultant one day no, and the doctor no, another No, I'm day. not coming back here and, fucking and, twice, <laughs> mate. And that's the first thing that came to my head. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, we can see you in a month. And I'm like, but... This is a six-week checkup for fucking – you cut open my eye. Yeah. That becomes a 10-week checkup. I don't feel that's fucking safe. Yeah. Like, we're missing the point of the six-week checkup here. Yes. Secondly, I'm not going to wait in the waiting room for two separate appointments for an hour because yeah. then I've got to watch two hours of Becca on close. And, <laughs> be, and as and much as I like Becca, you know, yeah. that's, there's a limit. There's there's a limit to my tolerance. There's, there's capacity I've yeah. got when it comes to my Becca on close cabinet. That's right. So, so at this point, I'm like, whoa, I said, hang on, whoa, whoa. Uh, so I said, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. No. I said, if I go and pick up my son and come back, mm. my appointment still stands, right? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, excellent. Ooh, Hold my appointment ooh. and leave me in the pile. I'll be back. Oh, and I've got to interrupt your story. I like here, stories right? yeah. about pinatas. Because you know me, that I do have a, a, a definitive pessimistic streak within me at times. And uh-huh. my first thought at this situation is I'm going to, I'm going to leave and I'm going to come back. And one of two things will happen. The staff will have changed over and the new ones will have no fucking idea what I'm talking about because no one left mm-hmm. a note or something. Or number two, they're just going to 
as soon as I walk out the door, five minutes later, they're going to call my name and then they're going to push me to the back of the fucking queue, which is already two hours long. Now, let me get back to I the like story. I like stories yeah. about pinatas. Where did we end well, up? here's the thing. I'd already surmised this, all okay. right? So I had a similar thought to you because I'm already a pessimist. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd looked around the room and I'm like, I've counted the people. I've counted the uh, the things, the people I've seen that I know where you they are in the process. remember like Sherlock Holmes, you're taking a mental picture of the waiting okay. room. I'm exactly. counting whether that fucking Samoan woman is still here when I get back because yeah. she came in after me. Okay, yeah. so I'm so, I'm taking note. <laughs> exactly. So I'm looking at the pile of files. Yes. I'm looking at the round the pile of, the room. of files. I, I was checking the files. So like you're third, and I'm like, well, there's only one after me, so I'm second last already. Yeah. So this is all good. So I duck off. I pick up my son. I come back, and no one's left in the waiting room. Oh, here we go. Okay. So suddenly. Greeno has solved the problem. I've become a fixer here. Yes. So all I had to do was leave. They were waiting for me at this point. Oh, yes. So, nice, so they could not nice go Nice double, nice guy. I said, nice I said, hold my appointment. Now the waiting I'm room is your myself. waiting room, bitch. And now the doctor and thing, I walk straight in. They're like, uh, Mr. Greeno, yep. come on in. Come on I'm in. in. I'm seeing the consultant. They're fucking doing tests. And then I'm back straight into the doctor. There was no waiting after I fucked off 45 minutes to pick up my son. I'm like, if I knew that, I would have pissed off two hours ago. Yes. <laughs> I'll be back just before closing. Like, just fit me in at the back end. So this uh, is ju- this is just an amazing moment in, in you know, broadcasting, Greeno, because here we are. You have... Now, you've solved a world problem here. The world problem of waiting in doctor's waiting rooms, Greener, you fucking fixed it. The trick is you go in 10 minutes before your appointment, 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. half an hour after your appointment, you start, you go up there and you explain that I have to leave in 20 minutes. The the appointment was half an hour ago. I have to pick Mm -hmm. up my kid and Mm -hmm. you watch them fucking melt. And then you come back at your own leisure, go to the pub. You know, go yeah. go go see a fucking want. hooker. Come it back, doesn't matter. Come back kidless. It doesn't yeah. matter. It has. It does not matter. You come back in there five minutes before they fucking close. You yeah. stroll back in there and say, watch, "I'm ready for my fucking appointment." They see you because that's their wrap up time. <laughs> yes, exactly. Nice, Gary. Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note? Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later, Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. Saturday night 
days It's our special little spot Tucked away on delight Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy than 3% sport content. It's the starting block on TAVshow.com. Yes, welcome back to the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Remember, if you want to keep in touch with us, keep up with the show, gooden.life. That's how you'll do it moving forward. Greeno, um, you know, we've been involved with many things that, uh, you know, aimed at building up the community over the years, haven't we? Like yeah. Unity Day has been a big part yeah. of the fabric of this show for a long time. And, you know, we, we mostly get positive feedback from people, not the parents of the children who were burnt by Dean Hutton after he spilt the saucepan full of boiling water with the potatoes, Greeno. They potatoes and cocktail franks. Don't forget the cocktail franks. Don't, the cocktail franks, exactly. I wonder what yeah. brand of cocktail franks he used, actually, if we want to dig up that, that old problem. that old thing. Well, that's, that's, the pro- that, that's part of the problem. Yeah. Like, uh, Dean didn't use the quality franks I was trying to search for all today. Franks. You didn't mention the brand. Are you allowed to – can you tell us the brand? Because I'm curious now what makes these things so fucking good. No, no, that'd be cross promotion. We don't, don't uh, whore out for advertising until people start Don talking about Don Is Don Camaro in the Frankfurt game now? Because he's Camaro. our only sponsor. It's, so. Yeah, this place is Don Camaro. It's the Don Camaro of Frankfurt and Pants. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, that's not right. <laughs> Magician. Don Camaro's lost his mind. Get ready for Don Camaro's Super Mega Sale. And sausages. No, Frankfurt. And Cocktail Frankfurt. And that's just the beginning of the cocktail franchise. Steaks, magic hats, puppy your sweaters, and cocktail franchise. Oh, prices too low to mention. Oh, and cocktail franchise. Yeah, brilliant, <laughs> seamless. That's <laughs> called <laughs> editing, my friend. Talking about magic and I love it. Uh, yeah, so as um, I was saying, we've done a lot of things to help build up the community over the years. This and... is such a stupid show we do. <laughs> Dog Camaro's magic events and practice. Magic and practice. We'll get back to the show. I just find that so dumb. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Quality, are we? What are we talking about? Uh, well, well, we started with equality and we jumped to Dean Hutton burning children and angry parents and what kind of brand did Dean Hutton use in the inf- our infamous Unity Day uh, experience, which never occurred. It wasn't a Dog Camaro Frankfurt. We can guarantee that to our listeners. Well, we can't, we, can't, uh, we can't mention the Frankfurt brand that you like because that would be cross-promotion, to which I said, yeah. well, Don Camaro is our only sponsor, so he must be the one putting pressure on us, basically. He must be in the Frankfurt game now, Don Camaro. <laughs> So don't we'll have to edit Don Camaro bots uh, automatic good and dot life updates Greeno once a day. It's going to be you know twenty percent off. Uh, what was he flogging before the uh, the potatoes? Was it was it <laughs> something like no, that? Well, 
box turtle no, screen. Uh, box turtles. 20, so 20%, 20% off, off box turtles. No, 25%. You sure 25% uh, off the box turtles. <laughs> and you get a six pack of Frankfurt's thrown in. Don Camaro's Frankfurt's. And uh, good news on Gooden. If you're going to Gooden.life and you click the Don Camaro link, you get cookies as well. Yeah. And now, obviously, you do have to consider that the meat used in the production of the Don Camaro's Frankfurt's are probably the unwanted uh, pets could, from the could, pet could. part of the Magic and Pets shop. You know. It could be the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the box turtles so or the uh, probably the a lot of rabbit, a lot of goldfish, a lot of know, rabbit, yeah, a lot of uh, parrots and cockatoos, greener get thrown in there, yeah, and other doves, doves especially, very magical birds, the doves, mm. greener. So the old doves that don't cut it in the magic scene, can't sell them in the pet yep. shop. Guess what? You become a Frankfurt. Straight <laughs> Frankfurt. <laughs> It's he, I mean, he's covering the whole circle of life there, isn't he, Dog of He's exactly. a genius. Yeah. Of life. So, Sound of glory. so we've done a lot of things to the community <laughs> over the years, Greg. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll. Stupid. Stupid show this is. <laughs> we love the community, Greeno. We're all about yeah. that community. So, obviously, when something gets out there that affects the community, it affects us personally here on the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is why I want to bring this to your attention. Uh, the good people at CNN tweeted this out earlier in the week, Greeno, for us to chew on. If okay. you're white and you've posted a gif or meme of a black person to express a strong emotion, you may be guilty of wearing digital blackface. Yep. Good so, to know. So I just jumped to the uh, article here. What's digital? Now, ironically, you know, with this article, they put up like one of the most iconic memes of all time, you know. Uh, so they're, they're already guilty of digital blackface because I'm looking at the little bio there. That looks like a white man who wrote the article, sir. I, I'm not going to, you know, assess the racial designation of the author involved but just you might identify as a black man perhaps uh, who knows what anyone identifies anymore as you'd have to ask him or her okay. or they whatever or, or you know yeah uh what's digital blackface greener and why is it wrong when white people use it specifically white people um okay so i did go down here to get the definition right? and i just want to get your thoughts on this what mm. is digital blackface quote Digital blackface is a practice where white people co-opt online expressions of black imagery, slang, catchphrases, or culture to convey mm-hmm. comic relief or express emotions. The, okay. You know, I just, I'm going to have to disagree on the definition of digital blackface because you say it's that. I say this is something that you invented. <laughs> this yeah. is something that you've made up. You know, you, he's defining something that's real or he's inventing it. Yeah. 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 These expressions, what one commentator, one commentator, Greeno, nice Gary, nice big sample size. Gary. Well done. <laughs> There's one, yeah. Yeah. He's offended. I put so much work into this article. I asked one one commentator. (laughs) In fact, probably didn't even ask them. Probably took it from an Instagram post or something. One commentator. That's TikTok. One TikTok. (laughs) Yeah. These expressions, what one commentator calls racialized reactions, Greeno, are mainstays Mm. in Twitter feeds, TikTok videos, and Instagram reels, and are among the most popular internet memes. So it's bad because it's popular. Uh, Digital blackface involves white people play acting at being black, says Lauren Michelle Jackson, an author and cultural critic, Greeno, in an essay for Teen Vogue. Well, so we're basing this on, on someone who writes for Teen Vogue, are we? Well, someone who's in Teen Vogue. I don't know if they write okay. for Teen Vogue. 
Uh, it's oh, an no. essay. Yeah, an it's, essay a, for in, it's an essay for so Team Vogue. She's not employed. She's, yeah. she's given some free content. She might not be a staff Vogue. writer, but yeah. she may have been invited to contribute to the cultural uh, knowledge like a, of the Team like Vogue a, readers. Like a high, school, high school English project, to be fair. <laughs> Jackson, tell me what, tell me, explain what digital blackface is and tell us how it's bad. Yeah. Jackson says the internet thrives on white people laughing at exaggerated displays of blackness, reflecting a tendency among some to, quote, see black people as walking hyperbole. Nice, Gary! There you go, Greeno. So no more memes. Uh, you're allowed no more memes of black people at all. Now, of course, ironically, I think the reality is if you were to only <laughs> do memes and GIFs of white people and pronounce that on social media, you're doing it because you're not you you refuse to use black people in any memes or gifts, you'd probably be labelled as a Nazi instead. You're racist, yeah. Yes, that's right. right. That's what the internet no, is, you see. I'm trying, I'm trying to think if I've been uh, guilty of any uh, digital blackface. Now, firstly, I'm a Mexican. I'm so definitely guilty. I've, I've tweeted the same Eddie Murphy gif for fucking 15 years, and I, and I will well, never stop. They'll have to take it from me, like, you know, like, come and take my fucking guns. You'll have to come and take my Eddie Murphy memes. Fuck well, you. Well, what I'm thinking of is the, dude, the, the black dude that's tapping his head. He's like, yeah, man, I got this, you know, the one? Yes. That dude, that one I've definitely put out there. So I guess I'm guilty of the, the digital blackface. Uh, that is probably the only fucking gif I put out, to be fair. Yeah. That's the only one. I'm like, hey, man, you're thinking. Uh, I feel that's a positive representation of the black community, personally. I don't feel that's a kind of disparatory thing. Well, and, and who would have thought? who would have thought that when you create an entertainment industry that's full to the brim, of um, black people like in, say, rap or actors and they become cultural icons and people that young people, you know, would grow up watching, for example. Uh, you and I, when when we were 13 and 14, and this is no word of lie, you would see kids in Western Sydney walking around in school uniforms going, what's up, nigger? Like that was, it was a yeah. very common thing to hear. Why? Because everyone was listening to fucking Tupac or Snoop or well, Cypress Hill or whatever it was. And it was very popular. So, and so now, so, but here's my point, right? Well, well, here's my point. Yeah. Like there was a cultural environment where all of this was like pushed to the front and, you know, black actors, Samuel L. Jackson, fucking Sydney Poitier, Will Smith, you know, Denzel Denzel Washington, right. They were all Morgan Freeman, all kind of, and you grew up watching these actors as well. Yeah. There was shows like fucking, uh, We've mentioned it before, Greeno, the great Hanging with Mr. Cooper. They unappreciated Hanging with Mr. Cooper. You Such also had Family, family Matters, matters Greeno. Yep. Uh, what else was there? There was uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Greeno. Fresh Prince. Yep. Yeah. That one, you had the other one that was a rip-off of the fucking what you're talking about, Willis one. Yep. Uh, I should know these answers. I do know these answers. Yeah. So all of this was created in, and it's, you know what? It made people more comfortable with each other, I guess you could say, in on some level. Like it was, oh, you know what? It's okay. And now that it's it's so comfortable that people are sharing memes on the internet of other races of, of which they are mm. not. Well, no, it's specifically black memes for white people. It's just the white people. They look. It's in the headline. When what's wrong when white people use it? It's only yeah. right. Otherwise, it would be when non-black people use it. Right. Mm. So we're we're pointing out the white people. So now that they're so comfortable and, you know, like, oh, we're going to share memes and what's the difference? It's just a person. No, no, no. That's no good. That's not allowed. You can't be doing that. I mean, it's it's just no, fucking hilarious. Very stupid. Yeah. Uh, look, personally, I, like, you, you give that story of, yeah, uh, us growing up 
uh, as kids and kind of, yeah, people even say, like, I thought that, yeah, I thought that was a positive thing because people looked up and wanted to be yeah. African-Americans, even though you're white and living in Western Sydney. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was a positive movement of kind of acceptance. That of was like, racism. Want you to be like, apparently it's racist, which is kind it's of awful. the reverse yeah. of, rea- of reality, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, divide and conquer, I guess. Divide and conquer. Oh. Um, well, it's just shit on, it's shit, more shit on the internet. Greg. And what? this is why we need to protect Gooden.life like a mother nurturing a newborn baby. Because you can post whatever you give. If you're, exactly. you're white, you're black, <laughs> You're yellow, you're purple. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. Post whatever the fuck you want. As long as you're not fucking abusing people, because you've only got one a day. Yeah. So you better make it a good one. Yeah, and that's and that's another that's another kind of point of insult here of the whole fiasco that we just took part of there. Yeah. It's the fact that the people who complain most about you know people saying shit on the internet, uh, they're the ones who fill up the internet with the most shit. You know, they, they produce, they mass produce internet shit, like internet. Yeah. What would be the the real world equivalent? Would it be like pamphlets left under window, windscreen wipers on cars oh, in a car park? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what they do on the internet. They leave fucking pamphlets under your, which you never read the fucking pamphlet that's there. You're always like fucking dickhead and you You're get it and scrunch it, it up. Yeah. And like, Fuck it becomes off. frustrating. Exactly. That's what CNN is on the internet. That's what all of you are. Like not just CNN, all of you who, who go down this path, that's what you are. You're a, pa- a digital pamphlet. So don't worry about digital blackface. You are digital trash left on somebody's windscreen wiper. Nice, yeah. Congratulations. Well done. Well done. Significant. Um, quick story time if I can, sir. Please do. I like stories about pinatas. Seen, uh, seen something obscure over the course of the weekend. Was cruising around and uh, you see some strange things in cars. Hmm. Now, normally people are distracted at sets of lights and normally it's kind of them playing on their phone or maybe start tapping their GPS or kind of staring out of the window. Yes. Now, I saw something I've never seen in my life before at a set of lights okay. by a person who is solo in the car driving behind the wheel hmm. Uh, feeling the necessity to do a particular activity. Oh, this sounds spicy, yes. At a set of lights. Now, okay. once again, we'll put out things that I've seen that I feel are like part of just it happens and you yep. deal with it. Yep. Now, someone's smashing down a McRib, understandable. Your hand, you got a hand on the wheel, you got a McRib in your other hand, and you had a set of lights and you're all good. You got a drink. That's all good. You have, I'm going to sit a lot. So I'm going to have a, a couple of sips, you know, a bit parched. Let's enjoy that. You're on your phone. Maybe you got a message. Fair enough. You got to adjust the GPS to kind of go, oh, I don't know where I'm going. Let's whack that on there. Let's figure that. I've seen someone, I've seen someone taking sips from a can of beer that they had in the door while they yeah. packed a bong between their knees. Yeah. Uh, like, so they've got the bong between their knees, the beer, and they've got a cigarette uh, hanging out of their mouth at the same time. And I saw all this because yeah. I was in the passenger seat when no, it was happening. Yeah. It happens. It happens. Yeah, it happens. Um, so all those things are things that I'm like, I've seen it. It's all like, it's all part and parlance of, you know, the driving and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, I saw something I've never seen before in my life before. Someone was blowing up balloons at the satellites, Damon. Wow, that's a good one. Okay. I've hey, seen air drummers. Know. Have you seen air yeah. drummers at the I've lights? seen air drummers. That's fine. You yep. sit there and say, Lush, I put, you're doing, you got Phil Collins on the radio. You're yep. pumped up. Yeah. It's all good. Phil, this, Phil Collins you went to, interestingly. Yeah. Because uh, I was thinking of the drum thing. It's like, worth <laughs> examination. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so you'd just be listening I'm, as an air drummer aficionado. You'd just be listening to that section of that song that, over and that's over what again. You want. On repeat. All, all the timing is just amazing. Yeah. Where you just up to like, I'm going to work on something in the air tonight. And there we go. We're up to this bit out of satellites. Yeah. This is convenient. <laughs> Instead of like going around a corner, I don't have to air drum at that point. I've seen someone um, driving a van air drumming with a set of drumsticks. I was watching him oh, in my yeah, rear view wow. mirror. And I could only assume <laughs> he must be a drummer on his way to a gig and he's learning the song. Yeah. Band practice, and yeah. he's just like, I need to get the arms loose, bro. Got exactly. to get the arms loose. Yeah, I, I like it. Yeah. Never in my life, and I watched her blow up four balloons. Yeah, and one set of lights. So that's that may be like a dedicated mum racing home. Like, or here's here's a thing for you. How about this? It's either a dedicated mum who's, um, you know, doing their best to get some balloons for the kid's birthday or something, like on the way home from work, just squeezing every possible minute in, or it's a fucking terrible mum who forgot completely about the child's birthday because they were drunk when they left for work. And were, <laughs> all we could get from the service station was a bag of balloons and a sausage roll. <laughs> Roll. That's it. We're going to stick one of those, uh, you know, service station candles in it. You know, you can get the pack of yeah. 10 candles <laughs> because they ran out of muffins. Otherwise, you would have got a cake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Nice fucking go to that lady for using the, the street lights to blow up a whole bunch of balloons. Well done. Well done. Uh, we love a segment on this show called Fans Love Their Thursday Night 40. And we saw something this week that we're like, well, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Okay, let's... <laughs> Let's back this pony up a little bit, shall we? Yeah. Um, turns out fans don't love their Thursday night footy as much as we thought. When uh, turns out Foxtel, so that's for American listeners, like our pay TV provider. Mm-hmm. One, uh, of, one of them, but yes. Yeah, one of them, but the, the one. The biggest that, one, yeah. The biggest, yeah. May have inadvertently overstated audiences on key sports matches by oh, as much as oh. 40%. Oh. No. An issue that is forced media rating provider Austin to rapidly update the way it measures the pay TV and streaming companies. And, and Foxtel's data. Foxtel's sports operation, you have to understand, it's it's probably like in ratio in ratio terms, it's bigger than ESPN because it's like six or seven channels. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking yeah. huge. Um, like for our small, tiny little market here, if you if you get what I'm saying, like they they throw a lot of money into their sports operation and they cover a lot of fucking sports. You know what I mean? So they don't want it to make it look bad, so they're gonna pump up those numbers. To yeah, go, hey, we're getting ratings out the ass. Oh, what a surprise! Opinion. Yeah, it turns- fans only love sixty percent of the footy we thought. I, I feel uh, like I'm that? I feel like I'm narrating a doomed fantasy movie, Greeno, by saying something like you know. And it turns out that after all, they it they cared more about the money than they did about the fans. You know, like who would have fucking thought, right? As you about the fans, it's just kind of like uh, it's the equivalent of someone like getting home, going like reading their own report card, realizing they got a C, and then going and telling their parents they got like an A minus. Yeah, you try like, or when you try and turn the C into an A, you know, by an adding like, another line what, on it. That's what they're done. Like, look, this fucking these ratings are a dud, but we can't tell people we spend millions on this. We better like we better pump up those numbers a bit yeah. to make it look like we justified our paycheck. Well, because uh, Thursday, let's be honest here, Thursday, and I don't care about the fucking bullshit. Like, there's people that I really like in the AFL media, for example, who are just dick suckers for Thursday night games. And it's such a, yeah. it's a sad state of affairs, but let's not kid ourselves here. Like, let's not joke around. Like, let's not fucking pretend 
the whole reason that Thursday night football exists is because the broadcasters saw an opportunity to sell more primetime football's uh, advertising space. 100%. It's another night that, yeah, primetime. No one else asked for it. Nobody else wanted it. No one wants it. No one goes to it. It's nothing but for a TV audience. And it makes the game money as well. So the people who have careers leeching off the game, and that's not to say that they're not good journalists or good broadcasters or whatever, but they they wouldn't exist if the game didn't exist, therefore they are right. a leech, like in terms yeah. of you know industry, right? Well, a leeching industry on the on the bigger industry. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they get it. It's better for them because there's more games on TV. There's more to talk about. There's another day to fill with you know news and coverage. So it's a win 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 for everyone except the fans who aren't fucking watching it. So they lie. <laughs> so they lie about the fans that are watching it to pretend. That it's it's so fucking good when clearly it's not. I I'm, I've been on the record, Greener. I like my footy on Friday night, Saturday, yeah. and Sunday, and that's the way I like it. I don't even. I'm not even a big fan of the late Sunday game. I reckon the last yeah, game on Sunday, Sunday game. should start at like two or three in the afternoon, late, and that's late it. Sunday game can go fuck itself. It's yeah. fucking terrible. They, you, they do it at NRL as well. And I'm like, well, why is there a six p.m. game on a Sunday? Not like we're done. Footy finished at four, mate. Well, like, and, and how about the poor people in fucking Perth? Because the majority of their games are actually put on at a time to suit the Eastern Seaboard audience. Yeah, right? terrible. Yeah, because it's a it's a relatively small market there compared to say a Melbourne or Sydney or whatever, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's far more dedicated to the AFL, right? So it balances out kind of. So every time that uh, a Perth team has a home game, like the Giants played uh, West Coast last week, got got knocked over, but mm. um, the game started at six p.m. Sydney time, so it started at what. 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. fucking East Coast, uh, West Coast time or whatever it was. What, what day is that though? Sunday. Sunday afternoon. That's good, that's good for that's good for Western Australia. Yeah, it's good for I them. Mean, why don't yeah, uh, yeah, I get that. But so many of their games are at like weird times though for mm. them. So it, where a normal game would start at like say one o'clock, theirs will be at something like you know four thirty in the afternoon or something in yeah, order to satisfy. Yeah, or it'll start at like five o'clock in the afternoon for them to be eight o'clock here. It's just, yeah, Yeah. it's just silly. So, yeah, again, the fans get screwed. Thursday night footy. Yeah, we love our Thursday night footy. Look at these ratings. It becomes a byproduct. Like, it it ends up like they they kind of shoot themselves in the foot. Like, oh, use like the NRL schedule as an example. Uh, Today's game, 6 p.m. on a Friday. And they created that time slot because, like, people will go to the pub after work and watch the game. Hmm. Well, I would have got like the the Raiders were playing the Panthers today, yeah, and we got pumped by a ton. But if if that game was on like on Sunday at two p.m. when there's not a game on this week, I would have gone to that game with my nephew, who's a Panthers fan, so we could kind of go and do something together. Six p.m. on a Friday, I can't take him to that. Firstly, I work. Secondly, he's got school. Hmm. Like it's just not practical. Like we're not going to drive to Canberra on a fucking Friday. No, so you're eliminating the audience yeah. that are going to go watch it live and want to experience it. Like, Oh, they'll watch it on TV. Well, I didn't really even watch it on TV because I was busy cooking dinner and shit and yeah. putting the kids to bed. But look, like, I accept, I accept that Friday it's different because as you're an, if you're an AFL fan, but, you, yeah. but if you're an AFL fan and you're not in Melbourne, then you accept that you don't ever have to go to a live game on Friday night. Yeah, basically, cool. yeah, it's never yeah. going to happen. So I'm happy for Friday night to be like the singles night to go to the footy because I went to a lot of Friday night games, not when I was single necessarily, but when I was young and didn't have so many responsibilities, you know. Yeah. 
I definitely went to more Friday night stuff. Um, but now, you know what I want to do on a Friday night these days, Greeno? It's fucking nothing. I don't want to do anything. So do a show. Yeah, do a show. <laughs> included, you know. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's better. Friday night's a good night for watching a game. So that's why I'm happy for Friday night to be as is. But then you're that's right. Yeah, I'm Saturday and Sunday. Saturday night, I'm happy for that to exist. But then footy Saturday, needs to be Sunday wrapped up on a footy needs yeah. to be wrapped up on a Sunday before the sun sets. I reckon, like it's yeah. done. The last game is four p like for NRL four p.m. for AFL three p.m. because the game goes a bit longer. So six like, p.m. finish end of discussion. Yeah, basically. everything's got to be finished by six p.m. on a Sunday, hmm. and that's it. You're finished. So get it all in beforehand and work backwards, if you will. Yeah. Uh, uh, see, sometimes there's games in in the West that don't finish till I think like eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night on see, a Sunday. See that. Ah, uh, well, that's a timing issue. Like, you can't begrudge because you don't want Western Australian people to have to go to every game at like one o'clock. No, you know them. what I mean? That's kind of shit for them. So, no, fuck them. That you can deal with. But <laughs> NRL, for example, is all on the fucking Eastern seaboard. That's so, true. Yeah. Like, There's no Western there's Reds no anymore. Reason yeah. For there to be a night game in the NRL. Like, just put it during the day for crossing. Mm. Uh, let's move on from that. Let's talk about uh, a Stoush, Damo. Is it Stoush? The Stoush. We got the bear v the buzzard, Damo. The buzzard is a, a fan yeah. favorite of this particular show. Uh, where you have to explain we, who the bear and the buzzard is. Start with the buzzard. Yeah. Dave, that's what I was just doing. So the buzzard is uh, a particular sports writer for a really hacky fucking uh, newspaper in Australia that is just, it's basically become gossip. Like we used to do it on when we used to do a sports show back in the day. We'd pick up, he'd pick up his column on a Sunday, and we're like, well, there's a lot of stupidity here. Let's talk about this. It was became just, a segment. It was, yeah. it was like women's women's trash and gossip magazine. Gossip rag uh, stuff. Yeah, basically. Every Sunday morning it was terrible, and the guy is just a gossip monger. Uh, doesn't have much accuracy with anything he reports. Well, I mean, he's, he would uh, literally just make shit up. Like, I've, yeah. I've heard from sources that yeah. this and this and this, and everyone Whispers. else comes out and is like, We're, no one's ever heard that. And, like, I don't know what yeah. the fuck he's talking about, but he just he doubled down, you know? Yeah, he was like, well, this is what it is. I've heard it. It's yeah. all good. Yeah. Uh, then we've got the bear. Now, the bear is a cultural icon. Ian Maurice. Television. Ian, Ian Maurice. Now, he used to do sports updates on a show called Wide World of Sport, yep. which is kind of like back before, uh, obviously, there was 8 billion channels. We only had five channels in Australia. And only like three of them showed sport. We only got we only got yeah. color TV in the late sixties. So. Yeah, no, so, literally like nineteen sixty seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we used to have this sports program that would kind of cover all the world sport for like three hours, and but every thirty minutes you get an update on all the scores, the live scores that were happening because there was Breaking no scores. Like, there was no live uh, footy. So if you want to know the AFL score, you had to tune into Whitewater Sports. Yep. And Ian Marys would give you an update every 30 minutes. Like, here's the scores in this game. If you don't want to know the score, look away now. Uh, so he was like a cultural icon of uh, Australian TV. Now, he's since kind of like uh, re- retired, gone in the background, hasn't reported and done sports reporting for years and years and years. Hang on. No, don't don't ruin that because I've got a special treat for you. So oh. I I've just found a little bit of Ian Maurice's work here, hopefully. How good is this, Greeno? From 1996. There you go. Is this going to get us a a strike on YouTube? I doubt it. (laughs) 
on Sports Sunday this afternoon. Okay, so Sports Sunday was the Sunday version of Wide World of Sports. I wasn't yeah, as big on Sports version, Sunday. Yeah. And this one was more like you'd have fluff pieces and then the updates. That's right. Sports Sunday was like human interest stories basically in a sporting context. Yeah. And it would go from like, you know, 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the afternoon to 5 o'clock in the afternoon, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would just be kind of hanging around. A couple of hours, you'd watch something about, yeah. Here we go. Now, can we Here see we some Ian Maurice? The world. Ian Maurice, Here we go. Okay, Ken, let's bring you up to date. Cricket first, and India and Sri Lanka are the go. first teams through to the World Cup semi finals. The Indian. So that was his gig. He would just give the score updates like that, basically. Yeah. Ian Maurice. Nice Gary to Ian nice Maurice. Nice Gary to Ian Maurice. Yeah. But uh, apparently, uh, the bear said something that uh, put the buzzard offside this okay. week. What did he say? What, what did he say? Uh, so it seems this is the bear. It seems the Daily Telegraph's Phil Rothman was having trouble finding news stories today. He's, so this is in his like gossip column on a Sunday. Hmm. So he's written about the bear. Today he's written about he, this inverted commas veteran TV man being critical of Fox NRL's Warren Smith. Firstly, like, well, I'm long retired from the media, but apparently can't have an opinion. Find some real stories, Phil. Oh, so the shots bear, fired, Greeno. The bear is firstly pointed out going, well, he's not on TV anymore, so he's not a TV veteran. He hasn't yeah. been on TV for a while. Yeah. Secondly, he's allowed to fucking say what he wants because he put something on Twitter going, oh, I'm a big fan of this. Uh, this Rothfield chat. Yeah. And then and Phil's like, fucking, well, I need, I, need some, I need filler for my article. It turns out. Well, Phil's bear, like, I've got to defend one of the uh, employees of the NRL machine here. You know, we can't have this. I, can't have people criticizing gonna, that. That he's got to fill Phil Collins' space because he doesn't space. do any real fucking reporting. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> so now we've got the bear in the buzzard in go. a stoush, Damo. A stoush. Uh, BE uh, from the UK is in the chat, Greeno, and he's correctly pointing out, and you alluded, alluded to it also, uh, I think Ian Maurice's status went from, you know, TV personality to cult hero principally because of the impressions done by the 12th man, Billy Birmingham Greener. Thanks for Max Munchie. Yeah, and, and arguably he did the same thing for like the whole Channel 9 sports team, basically. Everyone, Max Walker became a cult hero. That's right. Um, but when I oh, saw, when you sent this story through, I was like, fucking Ian Maurice. I haven't thought about Ian Maurice for such a long time. And I did the thing, you know, what is Ian Maurice doing now? I thought, because yeah. I looked at his bio. first. The first thing that happened was I looked at it. Now, look, we've got relevant people here. Elon's, you know, uh, scheme Elon's is working. <laughs> Elon's all over it. He's put two relevant people here, Ian Maurice and Phil Rothfield. Now, I looked at Ian Maurice and I'm like, he's not even a verified account. He had 899 followers, so I gave him a follow, Greeno. I became follower 900 for Ian nice. Maurice. Nice, Gary, to yourself there, following the bear at 900. Well, now, How I'm do you like that? Now I'm going to become 901. 901. And if you'll look here on the side, Greeno, I do not follow Phil Rothfield, who has 1,871 followers. So the Ian Maurice, is, he's coming back. I want to start here on this show a push. (laughs) Yes. I want to start a push to get Ian Maurice more followers than Phil Rothfield. What do you say? How many are we short? What what, what were the numbers? 900. So he's got to double his tally to catch up to Phil. So Ian Maurice... yeah. Is the buzzard only at 900? No, the buzzard's at 1,871. That's his that's followers. Not the, that's not the real buzzard, though. That's a fake buzzard. No, sports editor of the Daily Telegraph, rugby league tragic and fierce soccer hater. Oh, okay, maybe it is. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, that's fake buzzard, that one. Uh, that's okay. definitely fake buzzard. It, it is followed by news.com.au. 
Yeah, but they, they just follow any account. That's oh yeah, fake. yeah, that's a fake account. Damn. Yeah. Uh, well, can we get Ian Maurice more followers than Phil we Rothfield's just fake account? Let's, let's try and get Ian Maurice more followers than we've got. What are we at? Uh, I don't know. We're at. Uh, he already at. does have more followers, I think. <laughs> Let's find out. I don't even know what we are. So I get up caring about followers. Well, fuck we... it. No, what's what's Phil Rothfield's actual? Let's oh, let's get, let's go for the fucking title. Fuck it. Um, we're at seven eighty. We're at seven eighty. So right. we're short of the bear. I'm gonna look up actual Phil Rothfield here. Where how, where where is Phil on this fucking website, mate? I don't know. I'm muted him. So here, here we go. I, I think I found him. Buzzard. Uh, it, amazingly, the parody account comes up in the search higher than Phil Rothfield's actual account, which is <laughs> fucking hilarious. Um, oh, there we go. I just became followed 902. So there's been one extra since you joined. It's probably Steph or BE from the UK because they're the only people watching. So. Ah, well, very good. Uh, where is Phil? Come on. Oh, here we go. It's at Buzz Rothfield. It's the link. So click on the link in that tweet. Ah, right. Okay, let's go. Buzz Rothfield has 95,000 followers. So Ian uh, Maurice has 900. The bear. <laughs> yeah. We're a bit short. Okay. So we're going to get the bear to 96,000 followers, Greeno, on this show via Gooden.life, I assume, and Stefan's polls for the next two weeks. Now, yeah. this, this, of course, got me thinking about, like, what is Ian Maurice doing now? Because uh, I looked at his bio and it said entertainer, radio, TV presenter, mm-hmm. uh, former host at Nines Wide World of Sports. He wasn't the host. He was kind of the host of the, the news section. Yeah, um, he definitely wasn't the host. He, he wasn't was the like, host. Yeah. No. He so, yes, if you will. That's right. He, he doesn't say um, former radio, TV presenter either. He just says radio, TV presenter, former host. So he's kind of leaning into it a little bit. Rugby, rugby league call at nine and 10 networks, former radio host for BC. So I'm thinking, okay, so what's he doing now, Ian Maurice? And this is the lead, latest that I could find. This is from five years ago, Greeno. Say hello to Ian Maurice, who's now on the public speaking tour. So you can hire Ian Maurice to come out and entertain your corporate division, Greeno, if you feel so okay. inclined. This is maybe something we need to discuss with Don Camaro. We can sponsor Ian Maurice. To come out to the Unity Day, Greener. Yeah, fucking yeah. Unity Day and uh, it's like an ambassador for Gooden.life. Gooden.life. Well, let's have a look at what Ian Maurice is up to, at least of, as on. of five years ago. See. Life. That should be our, our sport. <laughs> that should be our jingle. Right that is sensational right there. The bear. He's got some chops on him. He does. He's uh, not bad. I don't think Phil Rothfield can do that. By the I way. don't reckon. Yeah. I reckon if you put a mic in front of Phil's mouth, he'll, he'll struggle to put together a sentence, to be fair. Uh, you got the bear up there singing ballads. Yep. I think that's, that's good value. I don't know what the bear's charging for his corporate rates, yep. but it's worth every cent. Is the bear. Quick question. Mm. Uh, what's. What's that uh, the thing we got the Nicky dude from? The cameo. What? Is the bear on cameo? Is the bear on cameo? All right, let's have a look. We need we need the bear. We need to find the bear on cameo. Ian Maurice. Like seven bucks. Look, so I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I'd very much doubt it. 
Um, I'm not sure he's he's going to be on But maybe cameo. we tweet him and put it to him going, Bear, we need you on Cameo. Cameo. We will pay you five, the princely sum of $5. Five dollars for, for a special personalised message. Could you have seen a good and dot live jingle for us? Uh, I would I would pay Ian Maurice to do an impression of Billy Birmingham. <laughs> Give him a hundred. If you say, thanks very Max Munchie, that'd be sensational. Very, yeah, just exactly. Just say thanks very Max Munchie. Five bucks. Yeah. Worth it. That's a <laughs> big chunk of our Don Camaro money, but you know what? We're hoping he's going to sell. It. He's going to. He's going to sell some more Frankfurts after the push we go over in the night, Greta. Frankfurts flying out the door. Flying. Uh, that and box turtles. Yeah. Uh, side note, uh, just reminded me uh, talking about the the cameo. Mm. I saw our our boy uh, Joy Pessy mm. starting an OnlyFans account. Is that right? Nice Gary. Nice yeah. Gary. Uh, I, I actually, a correction, I'll give a, a tip of the hat to our uh, seventh student, Matt Dick. Matt, <laughs> who pointed out the Pessy as an OnlyFans scout. Is that right? Uh, yeah, go. exactly. He's so, finally uh, embraced. He's finally, um, you know, embraced depravity at all levels, Greeno. He's yeah. finally done it. He's going to be on. Well done for Pessy and for Little Pessy too, making his debut shortly on OnlyFans, Greeno. Well, apparently it's it's, it's close on Pessy. So, oh, well, that's no fucking good. I'm not interested in yeah. that. <laughs> Thought we were going to see his dick. <laughs> Stefan, put it on a poll. We've only got, got 14 days left. We need to crank Stephen, out these polls. Stefan, I want you to pass on to Pessy that we're not interested in his only. We will not promote his OnlyFans account unless he is actually conforming to our three pillar uh, rule here, which he either needs to <laughs> he either needs to talk about sport, 80s movies, which he does, 80s movies, but we also yeah, need to see like, tit. Uh, tit. In his yeah. case, we'll take testy. Uh, well, I was gonna say, yeah, like one you testicle. Have to figure yeah. out, like, are we, are we accepting scrote here? Yeah, one one testicle minimum, I think. Okay, right, that's fence. fair. That's yeah. fair. Uh, pay as you go, if you will. Yeah. Like, you know, he, can, bar, he doesn't even testicle. have to make a big deal out of it. It just needs to be like hanging out of the shorts when he's talking about a movie or something like that. Like Travolta style. Travolta. It seems like yeah. a Travolta thing. That's yeah, right. we're just yeah. scrote out the short shorts. That's right. Ah, uh, where are we up to? What are we doing? <laughs> We've done bear boots, but oh, racing lunch of legends, Damon. You yeah. tell me this, mate. Have a look at this. So, uh, we've previously discussed the racing industry, and what was the thing that was uh, a few years ago? We had a big thing about it on the show, Green. It was at the the, heart, the Opera House situation where they refresh my memory. They um they were going to spend like X amount of millions of dollars like promoting the fucking race and uh, throwing it up on the Opera House, and they were trying to get uh, council approval or something, and. It was like, no, no, yeah. no, we can't waste the Opera House on this. And then eventually, all of a sudden, there it was. <laughs> you know? They caved because the, the Premier was in Alan Jones's pocket. Alan who was Jones. The, uh, yeah. was a big contributor. Uh, oh, I guess it's new Premier now, so uh, we'll find out who's in his pocket. Yeah, and... soon enough, we will. <laughs> yeah, they'll, Don't worry. They'll, get, they'll do a press conference and they'll announce some fucking partnership with some big corporate yeah. entity and everyone will go, oh, okay, that's the that's where the money's that's, coming from. That's yeah. the new one. There we go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Racing Never bosses stop. have launched a new food and lifestyle event to accompany the Everest in the lead up to the fifteen million dollar race at Royal Randwick. Because no one's no one likes this thing. It doesn't matter. No one like, cares. They they try yeah. so hard though, don't they? There's a, there must be a lot like, of Saudi Arabian fucking money in this race or something. Yeah, they're, they're trying to make it the New South Wales version of the, the Melbourne, Melbourne Cup. Cup. Like, well, the Melbourne Cup has got like decades and decades of history behind it. Like, and and, and 
and Greeno as a proud Western Sydney man, I'm not biased whatsoever, and I'm sure you're not either. But we already have the our version of the Melbourne Cup. It's called the Golden Slipper, Greeno. Well, I, I thought you were talking about the Penrith Greyhounds, but uh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess we got the Golden Slipper. We have the Slipper. We have Slipper Day. So you exactly. know, we'll do that instead. We don't need the Everest, but apparently. Uh, the Taste of the Turf will showcase up to 30, 30 leading chefs, Greeno. Let's have a look. Racing bosses have launched a new food and lifestyle event to accompany the Everest in the lead-up to second? the $15 yes. million. It's dollar not news. This is an advertisement. Yes. Stop <laughs> it. No, it's not packaging exactly. in promotion and advertising. Exactly. It's like news. Seven news. No, seven advertising. Yeah. Stop it. It, it really is because, you know, it's the... This is what you hire a PR firm for, right? You mm-hmm. hire them to because they have friends or contacts or favours in the media or they yeah. work in the media themselves half of the time and they'll get you like a 30-second spot on the news and, mm-hmm. you know, for you just – it's – you know, people complain about daytime TV, like the morning shows, and they'll say, oh, there's too many fucking, you know, there's too many sales pitches on there where they're trying to sell some product. I, I only, and the same idiots will look at you straight in the face, Green. I swear to God, and go, I only watch the news. You know, so yeah. what the fuck do you think you're watching then? Yeah, have you watched what you're watching for fuck's sake? Yeah, and they'll unironically turn to their wife or their partner after they see this clip and go, You know, we haven't been to the races for a while. We should uh, go yeah. down and check out that restaurant. What's going on? The same morons aren't paying whatever they're going to pay for this taste of the turf. I'll tell you that much. Taste of the turf. I wonder how much a plate's going for. A race Let's at Royal I, I bet they don't say the price. They want us to inquire, you know, before yeah. they tell us the price. Over, the Taste of Turf will showcase up to 30 leading chefs. Okay. Samples of their signature dishes will be served to guests Samples. by the jockeys and trainers involved in the race. What? The concept has been issued. Hang on, it's getting... Hang on a minute. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> the jockeys waiters now, like... They're waiters. Yeah, what do you want? Like, I'll get, I'll get the entree. What do you want the entree? You want the tomato soup? Got the tomato soup going there? Yeah, listen, mate, it's a good barramundi. She'll go all day. She'll go all day. <laughs> I mean, you're right. You can ride this dessert home. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Huge success in New York. And the hey, hey, mind that steak, mate. It's got a little kick to it at the end of the I first verb on there. You get it? You get it? Yeah. I just whip around. I go all the tables. I uh, they also mentioned the horse trainers are also serving the food green. I wonder if they'll chain. I wonder if they'll chain the restaurant goers by the neck and make them stand there and eat it in a in a barn or something. No, no, no. He he doesn't get to run around the field until he's had his fucking hay, mate. That's the way it works. Tennis. This is unique. It's a really fun night, and I think it's going. Uh, to be didn't far they say they took it from somewhere else? Hey. Didn't they say? Oh, we like they took this concept from somewhere else. Uh, where, where, where did they take like, it? Like, they like, it's, it's from, uh, they, they took this idea from, say, a different, uh, oh, okay. different racing, and it's just like, this is unique. I'm like, well, if you take it for somewhere else, it's not really unique, <laughs> is it? Let's have a look. Involved in the race. The concept has been a huge success in New York, and the lead-up yeah. to the U.S. Open tennis. Okay, so. Concept has been a huge success in New York. So okay, nice, Gary. Huge success in New York for the tennis, mm. but the concept's unique. You know what? And just because something works in New York doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work here. Like there is a high um, ratio of kind of trendy dickheads in Sydney. Like that much. <laughs> that much is very well known. That's, we know that. They're all in. But yeah. in a city of five million people, there's going to be a lot of trendy dickheads in whatever mm-hmm. city you're in. Um, you know, 
do, but this is more geared not so much towards the trendy dickheads, but the rich assholes, Greeno, which is another kind of subcategory of the Sydney yeah. demographic that's out there. So are they going to get enough rich assholes to this thing? It doesn't necessarily. I think New York may have more rich assholes than we do. You know? They're going to have to bring them in from in a state from overseas. The rich <laughs> we'll bring in foreign rich assholes. Yeah, instead. we'll bring them in, yeah. and I love it. I love it. Oh, there you go, racing uh, lunch of legends. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit of MLB cash day, mate. Now, this, the, the MLB world is, is a bit all over the shop when it comes to the finances, right? So uh, you've got 30 teams out there. You've got some teams that are tanking. You've got some teams that are going burko with spending. And you've got some teams in the middle who are trying to do a little bit and then still save a little bit of cash. Um, but occasionally what pops up when you've got the teams that aren't even really fucking trying, they're like, well, we'll just pile up our cash in the corner and not spend any money on players. Yeah. You get scenarios like this where Ken Griffey Jr. will be the fourth highest player on the Cincinnati Reds this season. Yes. Even though he hasn't played since 2000. He's 53 years old. Nice. He's 53 years old, but he, uh, he basically had some deferred payments, a similar to the Bobby Bonilla contract. I remember situation. when you when you first told me about one of these contracts, it was a few years ago, yeah. and it blew my mind that that existed. And then since then, I've just been hearing about more and more and more and more and more. It seems like every fucking former player is on one of these sweetheart yeah, contracts now. There was a big thing because they were trying to get under certain tax thresholds. So they're right. like, well, we want to pay, we want to pay Griffey, you know, 150 million. But if we do 150 million over the five years, he's going to play for us. That's going to like hit us with a X amount of tax. So they come to an agreement and go, well, how about we just pay you the 150 million, but over X, uh, like an extended period, you still get the cash. We'll give you CPI increases, so you'll still get higher amounts and it'll all kind of balance out. Hmm. Just, and we just won't get cop the tax brunt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what's happened here. So he's getting, he's only making $3.5 million, yet he's the fourth highest player on the Reds, which is fucking insane. I thought there was a great comment here in the replies. Uh, I don't know who Alex Sherman is, but he said he may also be their fourth best player. <laughs> so I he really that. is. <laughs> <laughs> like Griffey, he's 53 years old. He was still hitting bombs during the uh, the World Baseball Classic in batting practice because <laughs> he was one of the coaches. Uh, he, he's one of the all-time greats there. The kid, as he's referred to. I found that funny, though. Uh, speaking of greats, Damo, uh, it's, it's time for a sorry book, if we can. Oh, a little sorry. Now, this isn't uh, a starting block sorry book. This no. Is, uh, this is a goat sorry book, if we, if we can, because... It seems a bit delayed as well, to be fair, because hmm. uh, this this stoush, it's a stoush. Has, been going, has been going on since the 80s. Isaiah Thomas and, and Michael Jordan. Yep. Uh, and it kind of got brought back up a little bit during the Last Dance documentary. Yes. When Michael talked about his hatred of, of Isaiah. And, Which know. was brilliant, by the way. It's worth watching. Even if you're not a, a basketball fan, it's definitely worth watching. It was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sensational. Dog. Unfortunately, though, it's, it's bred kind of like, um, controversy. No, not controversy, like imitations of it. So now everything's referred to as a last dance type documentary. Oh, yeah. They, they, did the one, sport, like, they did the one about the dolphins, Greeno. Did, did you see yeah, that one? Yeah. yeah. No, oh, I didn't watch it, but no, I saw it. I didn't either. Yeah. Last dance type documentary. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. no, they did one for AFL. Uh, they've done it for a lot of different sports. They've been so doing them for like, English football teams for a very long time. I think the first yeah. big one was like We Are Sunderland or something. Might have yeah. been the first one, maybe 10 years. 
years ago and Arsenal did one. Then now now the football teams actually just have their own fucking channels. Like there's Manchester yeah, yeah, United yeah. TV. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Where it's just Man U shit from morning yeah. till night, which if you're a Man U fan must just be amazing. Yeah. You, can just, you know, just yeah, watch. Yeah. yeah. If it's not a show about Man U, they're just replaying the games again, you know. Exactly. It's plenty of coverage. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's happening now is uh, sports that are referring to it, a drive to survive like documentary uh, on yeah. Netflix. Yeah. So there's a golf one, there's a tennis one, so, and they're not as good as Drive to Survive. Like, so just, a Drive to Survive off. was a last dance type show wasn't it well no drive survive was his own thing it was before it was yeah. yeah it was before it and it was kind of like there's a difference between like a historical retrospective which i guess is what the last dance is like yeah, here's yeah. what happened back here and here's my thoughts on it and bare bones again compared to drive survive which is kind of like live in a way and you're dealing with the season but giving a more behind the scenes look of it well i would put it uh, to you that the last dance is actually a 30 by 30 thing it's just it an extended no, it thirty yeah. by thirty. It's an extended version. thirty by thirty that just happens to be to have the best basketball player of all time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, you're right. It is a thirty by thirty for thirty, um, but better because it goes for like six episodes. And so that'd be a thirty by thirty by six. Then. Well, six. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So we're talking, you know, one hundred eighty by one hundred eighty. Um, now, why yeah. don't it just be sixty by sixty then? Wouldn't it? What didn't you say? About six? <laughs> six, six, three, six thirty, one hundred eighty, one hundred eighty. Yeah. 180 by three. <laughs> okay. 180. Anyway, yeah. Isaiah Thomas wants a public apology from Michael Jordan. So for some reason, I don't know who interviewed no. Isaiah Thomas. It must have been a slow news week. Uh, you've got a national television. Uh, you've gone on national television and you called me an asshole. And yeah. then you said you hated me. You said that on national television. Now you say you didn't mean it. Get on national television. Well, he didn't say stop. It. He keeps saying it on national television. It de- Isaiah, it didn't happen on national fucking television. It happened on Netflix, a streaming platform. So stop being a fuckwit. Okay. Nice, Gary. Rule number one, didn't happen on national television, mate. International television. No, it didn't happen on television, full stop. It was not televised. It was streamed via the internet, which is what Netflix is. Uh, It's a streaming platform. So get your terminology right, you little fuck, before you you start dissing. Second thing is, don't be a pussy. Don't be a fucking pussy. Coming out and asking for a public apology, that's being a pussy. He would have been much more just kind of laughing it off and going, well, you know, whatever. Who cares what he thinks, you know? He might he might be the greatest of all time, but it doesn't mean he's a great guy, you know? So stick stick by your guns. If you come here and go, I think he should apologize, you know? If, If he said it like that, if he didn't say it like that, but, I mean, it sounds like a little whinge, doesn't it? It sounds like a bit of a whinge. It sounds like it makes a, him sound yeah, like yeah. an arsehole. Uh, Michael yeah. Jordan called you an arsehole. Well, you're acting like an arsehole now. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're acting worse than that. You're acting like a bitch, mate. Let's fucking calm down. Jesus. Fucking hell. B from the UK, uh, Greeno. Uh, he's saying, Sunderland till I die started it all. There you go. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. All right, that's it. Um, we're off for two weeks, I believe. We're, we're off obviously next Friday for Easter. We're going to observe. Got to observe uh, and do what we need to do religiously. Friday, then, Friday after that, I'll be uh, checking in at Don Camaro's to see the Frankfurt production and hopefully hiring Ian Maurice to sing at the Don Camaro Christmas party later in the year. Exactly. So you get a big week week after. So we'll be back like twenty first. I think it is twentieth. Yeah, twenty twenty five, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're we'll back. We're we'll back in three weeks. So uh, so that'll be the next season of the block. Then in three weeks' time, yeah. this this season was two episodes. Yes, that was <laughs> so, a special short season, Greeno. Special, yeah. yes, but <laughs> it's streamlined. But we, we've given you enough quality in these two 
that's debatable. Uh, no, no, last week was pretty good. Was last it? week was not. This week, again, you can take or leave it. Last week, not bad. Yeah, too much sport this week, I think, for most people. Yeah, well, yeah, I was kind of distracted. I was kind of like, I got opening day to come up. Yeah, and I'm still watching the Collingwood and Richmond game on the side monitor here, and apparently we still need a couple of guys to spring up in the last quarter and kick a couple of goals, otherwise we're going to lose our bet, so we can't have that. Uh, okay, that. Oh, side note, I saw that um, the someone mentioned today uh, at work that there's like standings for the World Cup for one day is for cricket, mm-hmm. and that uh, Sri Lanka is outside of that. Outside uh, of the so- rankings? Yeah, so they they might not make the next World Cup for one day. Why are they so bad all of a sudden? Uh, They've just had a bad run over the last 18 months, whatever. But then what's worse, what the dude didn't mention, I I just saw the standings before pop up on Twitter. South Africa is below Sri Lanka. South Africa might miss the fucking one-day World Cup. So what, Bangladesh must be in? Bangladesh and Afghanistan are inside. Wow, nice game. That would be amazing, yeah. Imagine South Africa. Like, Sri Lanka, I can kind of almost understand similar to the Windies. Like, if Windies or Sri Lanka missed it, I'd be like, okay, it makes well, sense. Well, I'm just, I'm just trying to South think Africa in the last – I'm trying to think in the last couple of minutes. Like, once upon a time, I could name you the whole Sri Lankan team from, from number one to number yeah. 11. Now I can't think of actual one individual Sri Lankan player. Who? Dick Weller is the only one I can know. Dick Weller. Dick Weller. <laughs> and you remember him, obviously yeah. – uh, not because of his exploits on the field, but because he's a tremendous fan of uh, princess movies, clearly. 100%. Yeah. Side note, I just saw the fucking three-quarter time score of this Collingwood game. 57-29, what is going on? Yeah, is it a wet track out there? It is sogging. It's a very soggy uh, track out there. So a lot of disposals. So we got our disposals. Um, yeah, we're missing the goals, though. Yeah, and the goals we're missing is fucking Tom Lynch, who uh, BE said he missed two from directly in front within two minutes. So that doesn't bode well. That usually means he's not going to come through for it's us. Not, yeah. And I think one of the Collingwood players owes us a goal as well, maybe to go away. So, and who normally kicks one? He averages one a game at least. Oh, we need a big final quarter, I guess. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, fucking of course. It'll be a one-leg defeat as always because that's as always, well, tends yeah. to be what happens. Well, we had Troy pick fucking, what, five five dogs the other night yeah. by accident <laughs> yeah. and go like four from five and he's one. <laughs> so close. Yeah. Uh, the the masters of the one leg defeat. Mm. Uh, all right. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Um, See you next season on the block. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies If life should reject you, there's me to protect you If I say that your tongue is vicious If I call you uncouth It's simply that Who else but a bosom buddy Will sit down and tell you the